Blog Talk Radio. Look. 
All right, praise God. We're back. This is Prayer International Radio. And we're just past the 10 o'clock hour, broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And this is Face to Face with God. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. Sean Holberg's out of the studio tonight. But he'll be back in the studio with us tomorrow. So... Well, praise the Lord. Um, just want to lift up some prayer, uh, some prayer requests, and go before the Lord, just ask Him to bless and honor the show tonight. And we are going to take some prayer requests throughout the night. We'll have a few different times of prayer. Uh, you know, we'll worship throughout the night and get into the Word of God a couple times. Uh, not really sure what our format's going to be tonight, but we're just going to go with the play like we usually do. Praise God. Well, first of all, we just want to thank those of you that are checking us out on the Blog Talk Radio, blogger.com, Facebook, uh, our website, which is www.prayerinternational.org. You can always call in at 619-638-8458 if you want to go to the phone. Uh, and even if we're not having a show, you can reach us on our 1-800 number, which is one 800 701 2785. Our email is prayerinternational at com, and you can, you know, send your prayer requests, concerns, comments, whatever you've got. So, praise God. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go forward, uh, go into some prayer, and just see what the Lord has for us. Well, Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for every man, every woman, every child that's listening tonight, those that are joining us live, those that are joining us archived, Father, uh, different media streams, Lord, wherever they're at, Father, we join right now and pray, Father, for your kingdom to come and your will to be done in their lives. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you'd open up spiritual eyes and ears of every man and woman listening tonight. And Father, the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light, and that they would know the hope of their calling. They would know the exceeding greatness of your power, according to the working of your power, Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Lord. Father, we just pray, Lord God, that your people would be granted according to the riches of your glory, be strengthened with might in their inner man through your Holy Spirit. That Father, we pray that Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith that you would uh, cause them to be rooted and grounded in your love and they'd be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. Father, they'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, we just pray, Lord God, for your love to abound in them by the knowledge of God resulting in righteousness in their lives. The Father, their love would abound more and more in the knowledge of God and all of the sermons, that they would approve and rejoice in all the things that are excellent, that they would be sincere with no compromise, and they would not have any offense in their hearts until the day of Christ Jesus returns. The Father, they'd be filled with the fruits of righteousness in their lives. Father, we pray that they would know your will and be fruitful in ministry and be strengthened by their intimacy with you. 
But Father, they'd be sealed as Colossians 1, 9 says, they'd be sealed with all the knowledge of it, your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That they would have a walk that's worthy of the Lord that'd be pleasing to you and fruitful in every good work. Increasing in the knowledge of God and strengthened with all might according to your glorious power. Father, we pray that all patience, long-suffering, and joy be imparted into your people. So, Father, I'm just speaking blessings tonight, Lord, over your people. Father, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, that you reach out to them in their bodies, minds, and spirits tonight and make them whole, restored, refreshed. We just speak success and blessings over every man and woman listening tonight. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you're pouring out your Holy Spirit. We thank you, thank you that you're moving in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, I wanted to get into some apostolic prayers tonight. Um, what I'm going to do before that, though, I'm going to just read a psalm. You know, the Bible says to come together in psalm hymns and spiritual songs, and that's what worshiping the Lord, maintaining a focus on Him, correcting our focus, maintaining an attitude of gratitude, Really coming before his presence with that singing uh, from our heart. We're going to ask that God would meet us in a mighty way tonight and meet you wherever you're at, wherever you're sitting, standing, uh, listening, whether it be your home, your office, your car, or wherever you're at tonight, that the Holy Spirit would touch you in a mighty way by his presence and that you'd be changed and transformed for the glory of God under his precious will. In Jesus' name, praise God. Well, let's do this. Today is the first. I'm going to read Psalm 1. Where is Psalm 1? Where is God? All right, so chapter 1 of the book of Psalms, middle of your Bible, Old Testament. And this was written by David. It's the very first one in the first book. There's five books in Psalms. And so we're just going to go. This is about the two different ways of life contrasted, okay, the, the righteous and the wicked, okay. Verse 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. See, it says that the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, the person that doesn't go with the way of sinners, the person that doesn't sit with the evildoers or the scornful, his way is blessed. See, the man whose delight, the person whose delight is in the law of the Lord, verse 2, and the person who meditates day and night, on the law of the Lord, listen, this is what he's going to be like. This is what that person's going to resemble or become. Verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water to bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So saying, look, God wants you to be like a tree planted, rooted and grounded, strong like an oak tree, firm, steadfast, established. Deep roots. Healthy. He says that tree is 
like the one that's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. See, everyone has a season. And God ordains you to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of his character, the fruit, the produce of God. That the product or what is produced out of your life resembles the things of the Spirit. And whatever you do, whatever he does, the man that does these things shall prosper. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but they are like the chafe or the dust or the, the, the leftover which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. See, God knows your ways if you're righteous. And he'll keep you in the way. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of the ungodly shall perish. So that was Psalm 1. Just wanted to start out with a psalm. Time to uh, check it out, see what's going on there. Praise God. All right. Well, we're going to go to that time of worship and get back into things. Praise God. It looks like our brother uh, from Australia jumped back out. We just pray and bless him right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, wherever you're at, if you're listening, uh, we just pray that peace, God, be on you. The blessing of the Lord be with you, brother. We'll pray for you and your family. I'll uh, so brother Joe. We'll pray for you and your family as well. And your ministry and what the Lord has on your place. And we're just uh, praying for some time. We've been very busy with work and conferences, different things going on. We're going to have some time to connect with you. Uh, I'm going to make some time this week to, to reach out and connect with you via email and chat with the thing. Praise God. All right. Let's have our brother from Australia back. Well, praise God. Look, we just, let me say a prayer over you guys. Man, you guys are faithful. And you know, I believe there's power in unity. Let me, let me just read one more psalm real quick. Look, Psalm 133. And it's real quick. Uh, Psalm 133, it's a unity. That's what happens when people come in unity. There's an anointing. It comes upon the people of God. There's an anointing that breaks the yoke. See, the Bible says one could put a thousand to five, but two could put ten thousand. That if two of us touch or more touch anything and agree, it shall be done. And so I want to pray for you guys. I want to bless you guys. Listen, there's power and unity. We need to lock up. The Bible says, Behold, Psalm 133, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment. It's like the precious anointing oil that is upon the head that ran down the beard, even upon Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon is, as the dew of the descendants of the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing even last forevermore. So when people are together in unity, there's an anointing that comes down that they compared to when they poured that oil in the Old Testament, they poured that oil down upon the men of God, the prophets, the kings, the, the priests, the different people that were anointed. And this one they compared to Aaron's anointing. And that oil ran down his beard, from his head to his beard, to the skirt, to the hem of his garment. It said it's like the dew of harvest. And there, in that unity, in that oneness, 
the Lord commands the blessing forevermore. Look what happened in the book of Acts when they gathered together in the upper room. When they came together in unity, there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind, and cloven tongues of fire filled them all. Look, the, the power of God was poured out, and these guys got a boldness. These guys, something happened to them as a result of this unity and this praying and this coming before God. And so I want to encourage you guys, get into unity in these chat rooms, get get to know each other, fellowship, you know, share information, whatever. You know, we're not inclusive, we're or exclusive rather. You know, we're not trying to keep everybody to our deal. You know, it's God's kingdom. It's God's tools. It's God's people. It's God's ways and whatever he wants to do. So we're open. You guys just get to know each other. So, Father, right now, I thank you for the unity and the brotherhood that we have, Father, that you're drawing men and women, you're drawing people to be faithful daily or weekly to this program, to this show. It's, it's almost like an online church, Father, where we can gather and fellowship and pray and hear the word of God and worship. But, Father, right now, I just pray, Lord God, that you would touch everybody in the chat room, Father, that you bless their lives, that you bless what's going on in them. And, Father, I just ask, right now, Lord God, and Father, you would touch them. But Father, I just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that Father, everyone within the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would allow your Holy Spirit to manifest in their lives, that your will would be done, your kingdom would come. Father, you would address every circumstance and every issue in their lives and in their families. Father, that you'd bless not only their families, but bless their future and bless their finances. And I pray that they'd be fulfilled in the things of God. We pray for our brother down under and his family, Lord. You touch them here in the state of Indian, Australia. That you'd move in a mighty way by the power of your spirit. Reveal Jesus to them. We pray for Brother Joe, Lord. Pray that you would bless, Lord, his ministry and what he's doing, Lord, in Tennessee there. And bless his pastor that's going through the surgery that's been through the uh, health situations, Lord. Just encourage him, strengthen him, give him a miracle. And bless the works of their hands. In the words of their mouth, Father, I thank you for these brothers. Lord, those that are listening, those that listen via Facebook or their websites, those that they come in and out, we just bless the radio ministers and the blog talk radio ministers and those that have ministries that are looking for guidance and support. And we just give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, look, I'm going to go ahead and go into a time of worship. We had uh, some prayers and psalms. We're going to get into some spiritual songs. So praise God. We're going to go some spiritual songs.
throne of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. Father, we come, standing before that great white throne, the throne that's been established from eternity, the throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance, the angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere the river of fire that flows from your throne oh we love to stand before your throne oh God we love to stand before the throne of God of divine encounter. We want to be lost. 
I watched till thrones were put in place. And the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like flaming fire. Its wheels were like a burning flame. Oh, the throne burning with flaming fire. fire flowed from the throne of God. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before the throne. And the court was seated. And the books were opened. The river fire
is our inheritance. Oh God, to stand before the great white throne, to be lost in the river of holy fire, holy romance. camp around your throne, O oh God. The place of an abandoned life, standing before the throne forever and ever.
Talk, and it's about 10.33 Central Time. We're broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And Sean Holmberg will actually be out tonight, but he'll be back with us tomorrow. And so tonight we're going to get into uh, a few scriptures, uh, what some call the apostolic prayers. I'm going to actually lift the uh, scripture and verse on the chat room. First one we're going to get into uh, is Ephesians. It's going to be 1, verse 17 through 19. And so if you guys want to just check it out or write it down, follow along, but it says this. It says, I thank the Father of glory that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now let's think about what that says. All right. Paul is praying over the church of Ephesus. This is what they call an apostolic prayer, or one of them. The Lord's Prayer, uh, I went over the last couple of days, which I'll get back into, and uh, we'll go kind of into that pretty in-depth. Probably tomorrow we'll kick that in gear. I just felt led to go over these tonight since I had some extra time on the show. It, it takes a while to go through these. So, Anyways, uh, we'll get into the Lord's Prayer tomorrow, the model prayer, which is found in Matthew 6. Um, that's also known as an apostolic prayer. But yeah, so Ephesians, Paul is saying this, look, I'm praying that the Father of glory, who's the Father in heaven, may give you or grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, let's pause there and think about what he's saying. He's saying, look, see, there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation who is also known as the Holy Spirit. See, if you need wisdom, the Bible says, ask God who gives liberally to all men. How does he do that? By his spirit. See, revelation is nothing more than the revealed knowledge of Christ. See, when Jesus is revealed to you, when his glory is uncovered and it's seen, it's not a mystery anymore. And so Paul's praying, hey, open them up and give them the spirit of wisdom, Father. Let them not be fooled. See, the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord or having a revelation, a a knowledge of him, an an experiential, personal knowledge of Jesus, and also the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Okay, so then he says, let the eyes of your understanding be flooded with light or be enlightened. You see, we pray and sing a song, open the eyes of my heart. A lot of times we pray, Lord, open our spiritual eyes. This is an apostolic prayer. This is what Paul prayed for the Ephesians. Lord, let the eyes of their understanding. So here we have wisdom. 
which is the fear of the Lord, which is God's wisdom, supernatural insight, supernatural solutions, scriptural solutions on the problems we face. And then we have knowledge, which is an intimate, personal knowing, the knowledge of him, knowing Jesus. He still knows that he is God. They that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. And then we have understanding. So wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, all three of them. He says, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened or be flooded with light, that you would know or experience what is the hope of his calling. This means, hey, that you would know and have an assurance, have a clear understanding, have a clarity of God's call on your life, the hope of his calling. Do you understand God's call on your life? Are your eyes open and enlightened to where you can see what the Lord is saying to you? Do you have a personal and intimate knowledge of him? Has the Lord of glory been revealed to you through the Holy Spirit and his son Jesus and the power of his blood? Have you been granted the spirit of wisdom that you not be a fool along with the rest of the world? See, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us who believe, see, when we, we are perishing, but then we choose to believe in it and put our faith and our hope in it, it it's wisdom. The foolishness of, of even of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. And you see, what's foolishness to the world is the power of God to us who believe. So he says, and he also wants you to know that riches of the glory, we're still in Ephesians 1, this is probably 18, going into 19. What is the exceeding greatness, I'm sorry, what is, are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints? Do you know your destiny as Jesus' inheritance? Do you know what God's inheritance is? Do you realize you have an inheritance? Do you realize there's spiritual blessings, there's things that you've already attained in God, that, that God's already given you the title be to you, may not even know it's yours? But Paul prayed, let the eyes, let the eyes be open so they can see these things, God. Let them see, let them see the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints. Let them see their destiny. Let them understand what theirs, what's theirs. See, Psalm 103 says, Blessed be the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Be your joint heir with Christ. And then he says, and open their eyes, let them be enlightened so that they would know the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. See, there's a power, there's an exceeding greatness. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. He is according to the power that works in us. It's according to the Holy Spirit that's within you. And your eyes have to be open. You have to have a wisdom in it. You have to have a revelation to understand that God by his spirit wants to do great things, exceedingly great things in your life. If you would just believe, if you would just trust him. And it's by his spirit 
if he's in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. Praise God. So that was Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And there's about 12 of these. I'm just going to get into a few of them tonight. We'll get into one more or two more. Ephesians 3, chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 16 through 19. All right, so. Give you time to find it. All right, 16 through 19. And let's go with it. Uh, thank you, Jesus. By the way, this is Prayer International. If you guys want to call in or check out the show that way, 619-638-8458. If you guys are just joining in, we're going to the Apostolic Prayers. There's about 12 of them. First one is found in Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. Check out the chat. And the second one, which we're about to do right now, is Ephesians 3, verse 16 through 19. So, praise the Lord. And uh, check us out on the website, www.prayerinternational.org. If you want to email us, call us, 619-638-8458. And here we go, Ephesians 3, verse 16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit. In your inner man, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts richly by faith, and that you may be rooted and grounded in love. And that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. This is a prayer. Paul says, look, I want him to grant you according to the riches of his glory. See, it's not by the measure of what you've got to give it by his spirit. According to the riches of his glory, Philippians also says that. God shall supply all of your needs according to to his riches and glory. Well, this says, I pray that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. See, he wants you to be strengthened in your inner man by his spirit. He wants you to be built up on the inside. How is that going to happen? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Does Christ dwell in your heart by faith? That's how you're going to be strengthened and built up. That's how you're going to receive the riches and the glory of the inheritance of the saints. The Father in heaven. And then he continues, 
in verse 17, he says that you would be rooted and grounded in love, and you may be able to comprehend with all the things what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. To understand all the facets, all the sides of his life, to understand every place that his life can penetrate in your life. See, this prayer is to receive the Spirit's power in your life that Jesus' presence can be made manifest in you or in me, in us. Okay, when the Holy Spirit's power brings Jesus' presence in you or manifests on you or in you, and then you can experience God's love. That's what this is about. He says that you that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith by his manifest presence, and that you would be rooted and grounded in love, that you can comprehend and experience with all the saints the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ. So they just want you to know the love of Christ. Paul just wanted the Ephesians to know the love of Christ. God just wants you to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The fullness of God. See, there's a fullness. There's a fullness of the Holy Spirit. There's a fullness that God wants you to have. So this is Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Praise God, we're just uh, going through it. So Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, it's just that God's Spirit, and I'm going to pray these. I'm going to pray the first one and the second one over you right now. Father, I pray for the revelation of Jesus' beauty out of Ephesians 1, 17. I pray, Father, that you'd grant the spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light. That you would reveal to everybody the assurance and the clarity of their calling in their lives. That they would know their destiny and their inheritance. The riches of the glory of your inheritance, Father. They would know the exceeding greatness of your power to those that believe. Father, I pray, as Ephesians 3.16-19 says, that you would grant unto them the riches of your glory. They would receive your spirit's power. They would be strengthened with might through your spirit. In their inner man that Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith by his manifest presence. And that they would be rooted and grounded in your love, Father, and, and understand and experience and comprehend with all the things, just what that love is and how deep it can penetrate their hearts. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, that they'd be filled with all the fullness of God they'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Praise God. So, that was Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. The next one we're going to do is Philippians 1, verse 9 through 11. If you're in the chat, just check it out. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. These are apostolic prayers. You're going to pray these things over your life. You'll see things change in a dramatic way. You're going to pray and declare the word. God honors his word. God blesses his word. The Bible says God exalts his word above himself. 
And if you begin to declare and speak the word and the kingdom of God over and into your life, then you're going to get word results. You're going to get kingdom results. You just have to believe. Trust. The Philippians 1, so from Ephesians, just keep going over a couple chapters. First chapter of Philippians 9 to 11. And he says, this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge, the knowledge and in all judgment. What's well, the knowledge of God? The word judgment is also discernment. So he prays that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge of God and, and have all discernment. And that you may approve and rejoice in the things that are excellent. And that you may be sincere and no compromise and without offense to the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. He's saying, look, I want you to have discernment so you can recognize and approve the things that are excellent. Not just the things that are good. See, God doesn't want you to have just good things. He wants you to have excellent things. He wants you to have the great things. Verse 10 says, approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense with the day of Christ Jesus. God wants us to have these sincere in our hearts. Not just honoring with our lips, but our hearts be far from them. He wants us to be truthful in our hearts, honor them in spirit and in truth. And walk without offense. We need to walk without offense. Praise God. And that you would be filled with the fruits of righteousness. See, there's fruits of righteousness. There's fruits of the Spirit. There's the character of God that God wants to manifest in your life. If you'll allow him to do that, he'll manifest the character, the fruit of God in your life. The Bible says you'll judge a tree by its fruit. And if you're going to be that tree of righteousness that we talked about in Psalm 1 earlier, then Philippians 1, 9 through 11 is a good prayer to pray. Let me pray that over you. Father, right now I pray for your love to abound in them. Every man, woman, child, teenager, that your love would abound in them by the knowledge of God. More and more, they would understand the knowledge of God. They would understand your love and that they would get discernment and judgment. That they'd be able to approve the things that are excellent and rejoice in the things that are excellent, Father. Father, they would be sincere and not compromised. They would not carry offenses in their heart. They would honor you not only with their lips, but with their heart and their lives. And Father, they would not have offenses. But Father, they'd be filled with the character and the fruit of God, the fruit of the Spirit, the peace of God. The fruits of righteousness, as Philippians 1.11 calls it. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. We just give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, we're going to go into a time of worship, and then we're going to get back into this. Uh, Apostolic prayers, I hope this is blessing you.
All right, praise God. Sorry about that. Um, got a little bit of a delay there. This is Prayer International Radio. We're coming up to the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, my name is Chris Herzog. I've been filling in for the first hour for Sean Holmberg. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know. Uh we are coming up. We got a, 
another part of the broadcast coming up. Normally, Sean Holmberg is in the first half. I, I uh, had to take over tonight for him. But, um, you know, we'll be blessed as usual when he returns tomorrow. And just want to thank you guys. Just want to bless you guys for sticking it in with us. I know we had our brother from Australia in here. Our brother from down under. And just uh, so blessed to have these faithful brothers and sisters in the chat room. Hey, look, uh want to let you know this is Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. And you can go to the phone. Uh, we're doing radio usually from 10 to 12. Uh, honestly, it's usually seven days a week. Sometimes we do take time off for various things. But uh, you can always check us out on our website at www.prayerinternational.org. And you can always reach us on our email at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So we're coming up on the 11 o'clock hour broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And we are speaking to the nation tonight, declaring God's will over the nation. And we just give God praise and glory and honor.
Jesus. Well, we're back. This is Trey International Radio, and we are speaking to nations. So with that in mind, we just want to call out right now. We want to continue to pray for the nation of Japan and what they're going through. We just speak the mercy of God and the blessings of God over them, that God will turn their crisis into an opportunity in Jesus' name and use this for missionaries and gospel workers and harvesters and laborers to share the truth of the gospel to them. And we just pray that you would raise up people full of benevolence and full of giving hearts to help them out. Father, right now we pray for Syria and Libya as well, Father, that you just bless them. Father, we pray, Father, for what's going on even in Alabama here in the state. Father, in the United States, Father, we pray, Father, for the, the stuff that's going on in the West Coast. Lord, look over the nation of America right now. We just pray. We're speaking to nations. And we're speaking to the nation of the United States of America, North America, continent, Canada, and America. We're speaking to Mexico. Speaking in Jesus' name, even all the way up to Alaska and Hawaii. Jesus' name, Puerto Rico, we just say be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We say be open to the truth of the word of God. Your eyes be open and flooded with light. Know the hope of your calling. Know your destiny in Jesus. Know what your inheritance is. Know Jesus Christ. Let him dwell in your hearts by faith. We just speak to nations and say be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for Jerusalem and Israel right now. Father, we pray that your peace would be upon them, that they would be open to what you're doing and moving, that they would recognize Christ Jesus as the Messiah and their soon-coming King, that they would realize that every knee would bow, every tongue confess to the glory of God the Father, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we just thank you, Father. We are proclaiming your name. We are proclaiming your name high and lifted up, declaring, Father God, that you are worthy. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, Jesus, Passover Lamb. Worthy to receive glory and honor and power. You're the only one worthy. And we declare you're the one true God. Lord Jehovah, we declare your name and your son, Jesus. We thank you for the resurrected Christ who's not hanging on a cross, not in a grave, but he's a living God. Father, we're speaking to nations to be open. Powers of darkness, you have to flee. Speaking to nations that they would fall on their knees to the glory of God the Father. Speaking over this nation, speaking peace and prosperity over Jerusalem and Israel. Speaking over the people of God that they would rise up to be an exceeding great army. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father, that you would give daily bread, that you would reveal yourself as Abba, reveal yourself as Daddy, reveal yourself as a heavenly Father to those that don't know you. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ for your kingdom and your will to come, for your will and your kingdom to be done, that, Father, you would bring an alignment of what's going on in heaven, and you would begin to move heaven and invade the earth 
Invade the earth with heaven's influence. Invade the earth with angels. Invade the earth with your presence and your glory. Invade the earth with your kingdom, Father, and establish your government here, Lord. Now, Father, we pray that you'd raise up men and women of God with authority, full of your word, full of your spirit, full of confidence and faith towards you. Father, we thank you that you're rising up out of the ashes of despair. You're raising up an exceeding great army that's washed in the blood and filled with the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're raising up sons and daughters to prophesy and that your spirit is pouring out on all flesh. That, Father, you're pouring out on Jews and Gentiles and your glory is covering the earth like the waters cover the sea, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for your love towards us. We thank you, Father God, that you're opening up our eyes. Build us up in our most holy faith, Lord. Help us to pray by the Holy Spirit and in the Holy Spirit. Keep us in the love of God, Lord. Help us to look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Teach us that if some have compassion and make a difference. And for others, help us to save them with fear, pulling them out of the fire, painting even the garments spotted by flesh. Now, Father, we say unto him who is able to keep us from falling, to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. We're glorifying Jesus. Let's get into a few more apostolic prayers. You know, honestly, I think I want to shift gears for a minute. Uh, I just want to read the book of Jude. It's one chapter. 25 verses. I'm going to read it all the way through and let it say what it says. I don't know why. I just feel like the Lord's kind of pulling me in that direction. We're going to get back into the apostolic prayers. Uh, Let's just look at what Jude says because this is very apostolic as far as it's as a prayer to It says Jude the servant of Jesus Christ A brother of James to them that are sanctified By God the Father And preserved in Jesus Christ And called Are you sanctified Are you preserved Are you called Are you sanctified Are you preserved Are you called Are you sanctified by God the Father Are you set apart Are you set apart holy unto him And when I say holy I mean fully Completely, undivided, under God. Are you preserved in Christ Jesus? Are you preserved by the power of his Holy Spirit? Are you called according to his purposes? Verse 2, mercy and unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Let the mercy, peace, and love of God be multiplied in your life. Verse 3 says, beloved. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, 
It was needful for me to write to you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Listen, we need to contend for our faith. We need to contend for the faith of God, to contend for the word of God. And just like in the epistle of Jude, he says, he exhorts and earnestly contends for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. See, certain people creeping unaware. They turn the grace of God into a lie. They turn the grace of God into licentiousness, licentiousness, into garbage. That's what they try to do. These are talking about certain people, certain ministers, certain so-called prophets and self-appointed apostles. They're out there. We have to be careful. There's wolves in sheep's clothing, and we need to test the spirits. We need to examine everything by the word of God. We need to contend for the faith. We need to do battle when apostasy arises, when false teachers emerge, when the truth is the word of God is attacked, it's time to fight for our faith. Only believers who are spiritually in shape are going to be they're able to answer that call. And at the beginning of his letter, Jude focuses on the believer's common salvation. That's what they're contending for. False teachers have crept into the church. They turn the grace of God into unbound license to do as they please. The people think they can just sin and do whatever they want. I, I disagree. When they do that, they deny, verse 4 in the end of it says, they deny the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I will therefore put you in remembrance that you once knew how the Lord, having saved people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believed not. And the angels who had kept not the first estate, but left their own habitation, he is reserved in their everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh set forth an example of suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. What he's saying is, look, you can't just trample the blood of Jesus. You can't just turn the grace of God into an amusement park. But you've got to respect and reverence God, contend for the faith. These are the characteristics of false teachers. Listen, verse 8 and 9, we're going to continue. Likewise, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and they speak evil of dignity. See, they they blaspheme. They talk bad even about the devil, even about spirits. They they just talk with a lot of ignorance in their mouth, the Bible says. But listen, even Michael the archangel, verse 9, when contending with the devil, 
disputed about the body of Moses. He did not bring any railing accusation against the devil, but he said, instead, he said, the Lord rebuke you. Remember, we have no power in and of ourselves to defeat the enemy, but by the stripes of Jesus, Jesus has given us his power to defeat all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt us. We're in him. We're operating in him. We're in Christ. Let's continue. He says, The beasts seek evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally is deep beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam, and the reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. These are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds without water. You see, these people sit and they feast and they come into your temples and they preach in your churches and they do these things, preach on the TV and they preach on the radio and they are all about themselves. They talk all about natural things and they act like corrupt beasts. And they know the way of pain and they're greedy. The way of Cain is a murderer. Jesus said, even if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. So these are spots in your feet. Verse 12. They're stained. They serve only themselves. They're clouds without water. Trees whose fruit withers. Without fruit. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. This is how he's describing these false teachers. They're fruit withers. They don't have any fruit. They're twice dead. They're plucked up by the roots. Well, what are we rooted in? Grounded in love. He said there's no love in them. Raging waves of the sea, foaming of their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch, author of the seventh from Adam, verse 14, trumps. Prophesied of these things, behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of the saints to execute judgment on all, to convince all that are ungodly among all their ungodly deeds, and have ungodly committed. And all their hard speeches and the ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember you the words which are spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're in verse 17 and 18 here. Remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, he says. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. They should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves. If people are walking after their own ungodly lust, if they separate themselves, they cause division. Okay, people that cause division, people that are carnal or sensual, worldly, that have not the spirit. This is verse 19. These are the people you need to be careful of. But he says in verse 20, build up yourselves in the most holy faith. 
by praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some has compassion making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Hating even the garment that is spotted by flesh, I prayed this earlier. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory and exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, the glory, honor, and majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. This is a apostolic prayer. So praise the Lord. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org. Check out the email. Prayerinternational at gmail.com. Thought I was in the chat room there. And right now we're going to go into Power Encounters. Look, 619-638-8458 if you need to call in for request. anointed Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 behold I am going to send you a lie to the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord and he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse Father, I see the spirit and power of Elijah 
the spirit and power of Moses. I see the office of the prophet and the office of the evangelist coming together to prepare us for the greatest harvest that we have ever experienced in the nations, O oh God. Power evangelism. Power encounters. That anointing, O oh God, that's going to turn whole nations to you. Signs and wonders that are going to take place in the heavens. And signs and wonders that are going to take place in the earth. I thank you, Father, that this anointing in Revelation chapter 11, verse 4, is for the two olive trees, the two lampstands that stand before the Lord God of the earth. Father, I believe there is coming a corporate anointing upon businessmen and women and housewives and children, young and old, that there will be a revival of the ministry of Jesus, a revival of the saints being released into the works and the powers of Jesus Christ in the marketplaces. Father, I'm asking you to begin to pour out your spirit and let that anointing, let that power that we see resting upon the lives of Moses, Elijah, let it come upon your church today. Let it come into the nations of God. Power Signs in the heavens. Signs in the earth. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. A prophetic evangelism. Demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. We're back. This is Prayer International Radio. Sorry about that. I guess we had a... I don't know what happened there. Anyways, well, we're back. And uh, praise Jesus. Uh, question, do I follow Todd Bentley's ministry? Um, no, not really. Um, don't really follow it. Uh, I'm not sure that he even has a ministry right now. Don't even know what's going on there. Um I know there were some things going on in Lakeland a while back, but I don't, you know, not really sure. So, praise God, but I can tell you what we do follow is Jesus, and uh, we love the Lord, and anything that declares the word of the Lord, you know, some of it we always try the Spirit and just kind of test, you know, what and what things people are preaching or singing about or whatever. If we feel the Holy Spirit on something, feel like there's some kind of anointing or importation or wisdom exhortation. We, you know, put various things on the show. Um, but we don't <clears throat> subscribe to it, you know. Uh, I think Sister Cheryl asked about Todd Bentley's ministry. You know, we uh, we pray for the brother. I don't know what's going on in his life. 
but um, just pray that God works in his life and restores him and, and uh, just reveals truth to him. And uh, just encourage everybody to pray for those that go through trials and, and temptations, those that go through stuff, those that uh, fall out of their, their place in God or whatever the case is. We need to just pray that truth be revealed and that the body of Christ doesn't get wounded. We need to pray for truth to enter the hearts where there's false teachers or people that may not be teaching the truth. Uh, if you were on earlier, we read Jude, uh, the book of Jude, and we were talking about false teachers and how we need to be careful. Uh, anyone that's taking the truth or taking the message of the cross, taking the grace of God, the blood of Jesus, and trampling it underfoot, uh, anyone who's trampling the corpse of God, we want to just be careful with that, you know. So uh, we preach the cross. We preach the blood of Jesus. We believe salvation through Christ's blood. And, um, you know, I, I honestly believe there's not very many ministries out there that have the full total truth or the full total gospel. Uh, we all know in part. We all prophesy in part. Uh, but praise God The one that we are serving knows all And is in all And works through all And has created all things for his good pleasure And so praise God We're just lifting up the name of Jesus God is so good God is so good Well uh, as you know, we were teaching some apostolic prayers tonight. We got into Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. If you check out the, the chat room, uh, I can post those back up there just in case. But uh, we got into Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And we also got into Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, if you guys just want to check them out later, uh, check out the uh, archives, because I'm sure I'm probably not going to get back into all these tonight, but I'm going to get into some new ones, so I'm going to get into a couple more. I just wanted to catch everybody up real quick where we are at, so Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, let me just read these real quick, these are prayers. Uh, you should pray, Father of glory, this is Ephesians 1, 17, 19. I'm not going to really do the teaching on these three because we only did about 34 minutes. Father of glory, and I give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of the understanding being aligned, that you would know the hope of his calling, what are the riches, the glory, and the inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Okay, that's Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Is that he would grant you, I pray that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then the last one was Philippians 119. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> one nine through eleven. I'm sorry about that. Okay. And uh, the prayers. Paul prayed that your love may still abound more and more in the knowledge of God and all discernment, that you may approve and rejoice in the things that are excellent, and that you may be sincere with no compromise and without offense to the day of Christ Jesus being filled with the fruits of righteousness. And that was Philippians 1, 9 through 11. All right, so the next one we're going to do is Colossians. One, uh, it's going to be all right. Uh, we got Colossians one nine to eleven. Sorry, I'm typing. I uh, all right. Here we go. So it is. Uh, we're going to read. I'm reading out a more or less like King James, that you may be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all spiritual understanding and all wisdom, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, being fully pleasing unto him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. And that's Colossians 1. Nine through eleven. I'm going to read it one more time. All right. So I guess, hey, if we have sound, come here. Let me know. Because uh, apparently we may not have sound. If you guys are on there. And you can hear me fine. Let me know. Somebody type something. Anyways, uh, Prayer International Radio, Colossians 1, 9 through 11, that you may be filled with all the knowledge of him and all wisdom, spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering. Praise God. So look, this prayer is to know God's will and to be fruitful in the ministry and to be strengthened by intimacy with God. That's what this is all about. So Father, we just pray right now over everyone listening that they would know God's will, that they'd be filled with the knowledge of your will. Father, they'd be filled with your wisdom. They'd be filled with your spiritual understanding. That they would have a walk that is worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to you, and that they would be fruitful in every good work, that they'd be fruitful in ministry. Be fruitful in everything that they put their hands to. They would be trees of righteousness. They would increase in the knowledge of God, they'd increase in intimacy with you, Lord. That you would strengthen them with all your might according to your glorious power. Strengthen them on the inside. Build them up. Fill them with your glory. Fill them with your presence. 
give you patience and long suffering. What's going to produce, what this glory is going to produce is the fruit of the Spirit. Be patient and long suffering with joy are fruits of the Spirit. God is good. And that's what he wants to produce in us. That's what he wants to produce his life in us. Oh, glory to God. Well, I guess you guys are out there. Uh, we're going to keep rolling with it and see what happens. So the next one we're going to go to is Romans 15. Five through six and then 13. See you guys time. Romans 15, and I'll put this in the chat room too. Start through 6, and then 13, and we're going to wrap it up there. All right. And hey, if you guys can hear me type something in the chat room, let me know. Uh, we have sound or not. All right, praise Jesus. All right, so here we go. May the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another. That you may be one mind, one mouth, glorify the Father. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So this prayer is for unity in the church and to be filled with supernatural peace, joy, and confidence and hope. So, Father, we just pray that the God of patience and comfort would grant everyone to be like-minded. We pray for unity in the church, Lord. Grant them patience. Give them comfort in Jesus' name. Father, with one mind and one mouth, it would glorify you. Heaven. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're filling your people with joy and peace, the fruit of the Spirit. You're filling them in believing with faith that they would abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for your supernatural joy, peace, and hope and your confidence. That was Romans 15, 5 and 6 and 13. And the last one we're going to do is 1 Corinthians 1, 5 through 8. So 1 Corinthians 1. Five through eight. So here we go. That you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, 
even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, so good to so he's saying, look, the prayer is that these people would be enriched by all the gifts of the Spirit, that they would be filled with powerful preaching and prophetic revelation. This is what this, think about this. Look, he's praying that you would be enriched in everything by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Now, if you look that up, it's talking about anointed preaching and singing, all utterance and all knowledge. Knowledge is prophetic knowledge. It's an, it's an intimate knowledge. It's an understanding. Uh, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you by miracles. That's how the word of God was confirmed with signs following. So that you come no short in no gift. See, he didn't want them to lack in any spiritual gift. Eagerly waiting for the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revealed knowledge of Christ. See, it's, it's progressively revealed as you get to know your, your Savior. As you get to know your Father. As you get to know the Spirit. Progressively, the, the knowledge of Christ is revealed, and He confirms you to the end, so that you can be a blameless, spotless bride, washed in the blood, renewed in the spirit of your mind by the Word of God, strengthened with might in your inner man and your spirit in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, right now we pray that your people would be enriched by all the gifts of the Spirit, including powerful preaching and prophetic revelation. Father, they'd be enriched in everything by him, by you, Lord. Father, you'd fill them with the utterance, anointed preaching and singing. You'd fill them with all knowledge, prophetic revelation, knowledge of you, intimate knowledge. And even if the testimony of Christ is confirmed in them by miracles, Lord, we pray that you confirm your testimony with miracles in your people so that they would come short of no gifts, Father. We pray they would not lack in any gift. And Father, you'd put an eagerness and a hunger inside of them to wait for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that you're confirming us to the end. Father, thank you that you're helping us be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that was Romans Romans 15 Hallelujah. Well, God is good. Oh, you know what? I said it wrong. <laughs> uh, you know what? That was First Corinthians 1, 5 through 8. I'm sorry. First Corinthians 1, 5 through 8. Forget what I said earlier. I already did Romans. Okay, well, praise Jesus. 
All right, well, let's uh, go into worship and we'll get into some work. Father, right now we just pray that you would wrap up the word, Father, still in the hearts of your people. Father, we just give you praise and glory and honor, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Father, that you're a good God. Father, we thank you that you're opening the eyes of our hearts.
praise God. <clears throat> well, Father, we just give you praise and glory and honor here at Prayer International. Father, we just ask, Lord God, your blessings upon those in the chat room. Father, we lift up Greg and Cheryl. We lift up Brother Joe and our brother down under. Lord, we thank you for our guests. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord, around the globe, around the nation. Father, we ask your kingdom come and your will be done in their lives. In a mighty way through their ministries, through their radio shows, through everything that they put their hands to, let it prosper, Father. I pray that they would feel the touch of your spirit, your glory, and your power would pour out in a mighty way through their lives. And you'd get all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, Lord, and we give you praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. We just give you all the praise and glory and honor tonight, Lord. And we just bless every man, woman, child, teenager. Those that are listening on Facebook, Blog Talk Radio, or our prayer website, www.prayerinternational.org. The Father, we just ask that your glory rest on your people. Your water of your Holy Spirit would fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. We praise you, Jesus Christ, for your blood, for your salvation. Prayer International Radio. In Jesus' name. Amen.